listening by the well of silence. The first verse of Merry Christmas says, No one will be happy until the needs of every human being are met. By Dennis Sullivan. I've been wanting to say something about the meaning of Christmas for some time now. I've gone through so many transformations about it, and I know others have too, but they say nothing about it unless asked. They're kind of embarrassed because they know they've sold out. I know that for a fact because when I've engaged certain people about what Christmas means, a goodly number submissively admit they succumb, that is, sold out to the marketplace. But anyone who makes a judgment that someone has sold out Christmas has to come up with some kind of definition of what Christmas means and what selling out means. And it might sound tautological, but I'll add it anyway, what a true Christmas is. It's a shame, but today that emphasis true has to be added to everything. In this age of ersatz democratic participation, where every kid who runs the race on Memorial Day gets a ribbon that says he or she's a winner, it would seem that one definition of Christmas is as good as any other, but that is not the case. I repeat, not. Let me start out with the manger scene. Mary and Joseph are looking for a place for Mary to have her baby. They can find no holiday inn with a vacancy, so the child is born in the stable and placed in the manger kept warm by a wrap of swaddling clothes. This is not the exact chronology of the nativity story, but some shepherds show up for the birth and angels arrive and sing songs that are played on the radio to this very day. Earlier in the story, the gospel writer says an angel appeared to the mother-to-be and told her lady, you will give birth to a revolutionary. Don't worry, it'll be okay. It'll be a new way of doing business and it'll outlive him 2,000-fold. But the angel was not telling the whole truth about revolution. She did not reveal that if you refuse to sell out, you will find great joy in life. In fact, you will find life eternal, but you have to give your life for it. A very complex promise and a very big leap of faith. So what does selling out mean? It means, first and foremost, you will never create fake news. You will never base any life decision on what you do not know to be true and never say anything that is not true. Later in life, the aforementioned revolutionary, when put under the gun by questioning authorities, quipped back, you guys have no idea what truth is. The actual wording is, quid es veritas. To get to the truth means you have to get to words before the marketplace does, before the nation state does, before institutionalized religion does, which means a person has to go where words are born, to the very fount out of which words flow and come into being. You have to become a midwife of words and thereby breathe in the untainted word as it comes out of the womb of silence. Christmas, then, is a story about the well of silence, where the words are born and about believers camping by that well so they can hear silence speak truth to power. This is a tall undertaking because it means a person must commit to silence, which requires a certain stripping down of the elements of noise, a big part of which in the United States these days is lying about reality, about what sits right before the eyes. It's the old social psychology experiment come true. A group 
in on a secret forces a person to deny what the person sees before his eyes. The stooge sees a seven and calls it a five because that is what the other said. The poet in us, among us, does not succumb to this kind of spiel because poets sit by the well of silence and wait for words to be born. It's what they do for a living. They refuse to succumb. It's a daunting way of life and one that requires great discipline. It's not Donald Trump spewing realities that do not exist, that never did and never will. But most people think poets are useless, that they waste their time fiddling around with words when in fact the opposite is true. They are bringing the revolutionary message of Christmas unprejudiced by, uninhibited by any sectarian creed. For poets, a seven will always be a seven, no more, no less. They would never confabulate that Hillary Clinton was involved in a sex ring trade. Every word the poet writes contains the forceful truth of the law of gravity because it is a word born directly from the womb of silence. Thus, the true Christian message is, if you wish to be free, if you wish to share in the revolution Jesus spent his life talking about and living, you must embrace a life of poetic consciousness that entails taking the life of silence seriously, listening to each word as is being born daily, hourly, by the moment. It's a radical shift in consciousness. It's life lived in a manger, and why so many poets died destitute, where nothing counts but the word being born of its own accord, untainted by marketplace, state, and institutionalized religion. The fire of that message is so great that the person on fire is compelled to sacrifice his or her life for it, like Jesus did through a life of unparalleled service. Destitution and death are mere annoyances. The Catholic worker revolutionary Dorothy Day, whom some have put up for sainthood in the Roman Catholic Church, know about that sacrifice. She wrote a book called The Long Loneliness, in which she speaks about a per the price a person has to pay listening to and recording what silence has to say. I sometimes imagine a big Christmas store where there's nothing but a small well of silence in the center where believers come to gather and sit and quietly listen. Some listen for years and do not hear anything, but their commitment to silence does not wane. Even in despair, I've heard them sing the words to Merry Christmas, the first verse of which says no one will be happy until the needs of every human being are met. The second verse speaks about the 1% keeping their foot directly on the throat of humankind so that meeting the needs of all is mocked from behind a golden plate of caviar. Oh, when I first got into this stuff, I never realized how much the Christmas revolution had to do with making people happy, as in each and every person having the same income, regardless of anything, and receiving the same care for body and mind as the richest among us from the day they're born to the day they die. Boy, that's my kind of Christmas. But I cannot say anything more. I'm sitting by the well of silence here, waiting for my next mission impossible. 